Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted with the finest materials for irresistible comfort every single night. Now, save up to $800 on select adjustable mattress sets only at StearnsAndFoster.com. Lesser savings may apply. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Ask me, ask Eliza anything, it's time to ask. I don't. Yesterday felt like Friday. I feel like in a weird way, even though the world feels like it has been crumbling, it feels like every day is kind of a Friday, like a Friday in a Monday coat. Like it nothing feels great. It depends. Like yesterday felt like a Friday because I had to go home early. And so I, I was at my house and I was like, ooh. So yeah, you had a bug guy come and was he hot? You're like texting he was me. Hot. I was texting you. The He was very tall. We have other friends. And his eye, I mean- at this point, oh no! At this point, you were like, you're like, bug guy might be hot. I was like, let him know. And you're like, I think he has a family. I'm like, only one way to find out is to fuck that dude in his car and ask questions later. I did email his company and I said he was really is he great. Married? No, I said he was really good at his job and I appreciated it because mm. I feel like you got to say when people are helpful and nice. And his wife was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, family dot bug dot co. <laughs> you don't know why do you think he had a family? He said something about he has a cat, and I feel like people men men only have cats when they have like wives and children. Can I tell you something? I've owned a cat. Yeah. I don't own a cat. I think there. And I've said this somewhere. I think it's very special when a man owns a cat. I am very. There was a there was a hot guy that lived in my building when I first moved into the building, mm-hmm. and I found out he was a lot older than I thought he was. But he was very good looking, and he had a cat. But his cat had. Like okay, it's not about the cat. Cat leukemia or something where okay. the, it can't be around another cat. So I was just like, well, that's not going to work out okay. for us. Well, you've made this about the cat, and I'm saying this is about <laughs> personality traits. I think that there's something very sweet about a man that has a cat. Everybody has yeah. a dog. Yeah. Um. Everybody has a dog. Yeah, it's not special to have a dog. Everybody has a dog. All right. <laughs> I mean, a man, at my baby. like a guy with a dog, you're not like, whoa. But I will say, going back to more relatable things like days of the week. I, because I traveled and will continue to for so much of my career, Fridays don't have the same meaning to me because my schedule is so unorthodox. Right. So I never vibed with like, it's Friday, Friday margaritas at Bibby Quags across the street. But in quarantine, I started really looking forward to the weekend because we were all holding our breath so much during the week. Mm. And even though the weekend didn't hold anything special, it was kind of like, allotted these two and a half days where you kind of got to forget for a second that you felt so bad. Well, and you have a job where you are 
constantly like getting work emails, replying to work emails, doing shows, like doing so at the beginning of quarantine, yeah. you had less like people harassing you on the weekend. I kind of just lean into it, which is of course a privilege that I afforded myself by working hard in the job I picked. It's not like my dad owns a diamond mine. Well, that would be like <laughs> diamond man. <laughs> um, but I've been enjoying, you know, I didn't realize it was Thursday and I've been enjoying the Fridays, getting back to stand up on the weekends. We got some dates coming. Liza.com, little crossover promo. Liza, my show. Liza.com slash tour. We're getting all those mm. dates. We're gearing up for the spring. I, yeah, last night, uh, I bought a pair of travel sweatpants. Hot tip. I was like, I can't, you, okay, here's the thing. You're going to buy a pair of travel sweatpants. The world's obsessed with sweatpants now. Like, Kim Kardashian, Kanye kind of did that whole like high-waisted thing. And now everybody's into like couture, couture sweatpants. And they come in colors like oatmeal and terracotta, like that Ew. neutral palette. Right. Which look great all next to each other. But by itself, it's like, okay, you look like a giant stick of mud. Uh, and I was like, I really want a pair of sweatpants. I can't do white or any light color, A, because it makes your thighs look bigger. But B, you're traveling. You're going to spill stuff. And so I go and I type in like jogger. I, there are so many clothing companies. I wonder, I have a theory. So do you know what a cloud kitchen is? No. Oh, so when you go on uh, like Postmates or Grubhub, you see all these restaurants that you've never heard of before. Yeah. Now granted, some are new restaurants, which is weird to open in a pandemic. But what it is, is a lot of established restaurants make fake restaurants. So it's like, oh, you don't want to buy a burger from... Uh, you know, like Tim's Burgers down the street, maybe you'll buy it from like Munchie Burger. Yes, we talked about this at the beginning right. of course because it's so- So they're so- not real restaurants. They're kitchens made by companies that you already know selling you specific things. Yeah, so, like know. the Cheesecake Factory, you'll buy a pizza from Joe's Pizza. Exactly. And then you're like, this is a Cheesecake Factory pizza. No one wants <laughs> right. And it's kind of brilliant. And it's kind of like, okay, whatever. I, if you're going to buy the food- I have a theory that there are cloud clothing manufacturers because there are so many companies that like only sell comfy sweats. And I'm like, I think it's like a gap cloud factory. I don't know if anybody can speak to that because there's so many. My point is every pair of sweatpants is like $155. And I'm like, why? And every model is like five, nine, a hundred pounds. I'm like, it won't look that great on me. I fucking just went on Amazon and I bought a pair for $45. And then I'm like, okay, well, maybe the other one maybe was made in the U.S. Who knows where this one was made? But it's like, I think 155 for a pair of sweatpants is highway robbery. And you're not going to get me. Not going to get me. I bought something on Amazon that's going to be delivered this weekend that you'll get to see next week. And you're going to be, it's a spoiler teaser. Okay. Is it underwear? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> next week. Next week, I start wearing meandies. <laughs> Kick it. Hi, Liza and Emily. I have a family situation I was hoping to get your take on. Do we have any follow-up from the last couple of weeks? Probably, I but we get to them fire. as we get to them. <laughs> we weave them in. My cousin and her family and my side of the family have been at odds since COVID began. They are anti-mask slash anti-vax and have gone out of their way to shame those of us who wear masks and take this all seriously. I also work in healthcare and have been struggling for months to respectfully agree to disagree, but I feel judged. We were always very close. We have a really small family. This has put considerable strain on the relationships. We didn't go to Thanksgiving and have since not been invited to anything with them. Yeah, good. good. They're all gross. I guess what I'm asking is advice on how to maintain the relationship when our beliefs are so completely at odds or do I just let the relationship go entirely? Thanks in advance. Love to you all in Snow Peach. Dude, first of all, hopefully this is over soon and we can just pretend it was one big fever dream. That's so tough because the more I get questions like this, 
about like polarized families. Like I really don't have the life experience. Like I don't have idiots like that in my family. And moreover, I don't have like that super conservative branch that just won't listen. It is uncomfortable. It's, I was on a plane ride at the beginning of the pandemic with someone who he and I got along great and he's a huge Trump supporter. And he was like, but you know, I'm not racist. I'm not this, I'm not this. But then starts talking about policies that maybe don't always help everyone. I'm not saying he was racist, but there was no getting through to him about like, it was just like him waiting for his turn to talk, even though he's a nice guy. And it got uncomfortable because I was like, if we dig a little deeper, I think this is going to get really ugly. So I don't know what that's like in a domestic setting. Um, but I think at the very least them not respecting the, it's just weird because they don't respect, they don't get science. Like they don't believe in germs. Ask them, be like, did you get a polio vaccination? Did you get a maybe a meebies, a mumps and a rabies shot and a rubella shot when you were little? Rubella. I bet their kids all had those vaccines. Also be like, do do they get flu shots? Do you take antibiotics? Do you use Clorox? Right. I mean, it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. I don't know. You got to And that it, it, that people find it to be a personal affront that you believe in well, science. Well, that's what happened has happened in the last couple of years and this last year is that people's feelings have become facts and science, which is already subjective because you're always trying to prove something, but the idea of science has become subjective. I I just you know, do you love them and why? I I can't really advise you, but you got to do what makes you okay. And you got to a lot of girls write in, they're like, how do I make it okay? You know what? You know what Jim Bob heading up that side of the Montagues <laughs> isn't thinking about? Making things okay. Right. Girls, stop trying to make things okay. And you just got to be okay with haters going hate. Haters going hate. <laughs> Players going play. Ball is going ball. <laughs> okay. Monique. I have been an R. Kelly song. I don't remember. It's like a, it's like an R&B song. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. 
Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Monique says, hey, Eliza, and the cutest snow peach of all time. She is so cute. She has little ridges on her mouth. And in the morning, she puts her hand on my face. When she when she pushes you with that little hand, it's very cute. A little paw of justice. <laughs> and when you were sitting outside the other day and she hopped right up onto the couch like, I'm here too. I'm here too. I just want to be included. You guys spilled soup on my head last night and it's still there. She got like a little <laughs> soup spike on I, her forehead. <laughs> I was one time eating Taco Bell and... It fell out the other side on Gracie's head, and I felt so bad. I was like, but don't put your head under where I'm eating. <laughs> that whole story is so repugnant. <laughs> Every single element of that story, from your reaction to the fact that you have a cat, to the Taco Bell, to her being under it, and it falling turd-like onto the, onto the cat. Monique. Monique. Monique says, I am currently 31 weeks pregnant, due late April with my second son, and my dad keeps giving me a hard time about him calling my son by a nickname instead of his name, his actual name, even though me and my soon-to-be hubby, getting married March 13th, have insisted- Whoa, get in at the buzzer. <laughs> have insisted multiple times that he doesn't. He says our first gets what? called by a nickname, so why can't the second? For context, my first son is named Gregory after his papa, we and we call, call him- Gregory and the Magnificent. We call him Rory for short. By because pop pop. <laughs> oh, grandpa gets a nickname, so he thinks everyone else should have nicknames. Well, so this son is named after the grandpa. Gregory. Sorry, I was so busy making jokes. So he goes by Rory because we didn't want two Gregs and didn't fully love that name. <laughs> Greg is not a... I'm sorry. It's not a great name. I'm so sorry, Greg. He doesn't love my podcast. Uh, also, <laughs> it's not a great name. Is Rory? I didn't know that that was sh- short for... Short for Greg. I, no, Rory. but it's... Some of the sounds No, because the name there. isn't Greg Rory. Well... Greg Rory, Greg Ross. <laughs> Okay, fine. So our, he goes by Rorar. Our second son, we chose the name Gabriel. We butthole. We like the name as is and have insisted to everyone that we want him called Gabriel, not Gabe not or Gaby, as my dad wants Gaby, to do. Gaby, ew. <laughs> everyone else has been supportive. Help. Anybody come back to say to my 73-year-old father who always has to do things his way, even though when we ask for the same, we are being okay. the terrible ones. Look, first of all, I love the name Gabriel. I love the name Michael. I don't know what it is about Archangels. I like the name Gabriel. I just do. And we all know Gabriel is very different than a Gabe. Gabe is like a fun camp counselor. Gabriel is ethereal. 
Um, and gaby is a disease. Gaby is- Or a slur. They said it on 30 Rock. I was watching it last night. I love that show. But like some of the things you're, you like cringe, you're like, oh God. Uh, but the guy, Gavin Banks was gay and he called his babies his gabies. And I was oh. like, yeah, I don't think that's, I'd hate that. I don't like that joke. Anyways, but gaby, aside from that, sounds like something that bites you in your bed. <laughs> it just sounds gross. So- what your grandpa's like not getting, and this is like a rule of manhood, is that nicknames are earned. That's why it's always funny on sitcoms, like when George Costanza's like, I'm Hambone. Like when guy, or like even on 30 Rock, when it's like, I, this is my new, I forgot the episode, but like when guys are like, oh, hot chick's coming, here's my new nickname. Was it Hambone? Or was it T-Bone? I don't know. It was T-Bone. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's, that's why it's always funny when someone's like, I'm going to go by like Rack and Crack. You have to earn the nickname and it comes from love. So it's a little weird that your dad's deciding, deciding that. But the truth is, he let your dad do it. Let him be the one that does it. And everyone else will say Gabriel and eventually your dad will stop. That's yeah. all you can do. And be like, his name is Gabriel. It's a biblical name. And the baby doesn't care or no. Have you ever tried to have a nickname? No, I've never really had them. My friends and I all called each other Mew for a very long time based on a character that I do. Mm. Uh, and my softball coach called me Izzy, which I never really enjoyed. That doesn't fit. So I had one friend call me a lizard once and I thought that was funny. But no, I'm not a nickname kind of person. Uh, like a friend's, like Michelle calls me Lie. She's the only one that does that though. Mm. My mom calls me Ya. Yeah. I guess I do have a lot of nicknames. <laughs> no, it's Eliza. It's Eliza to you. What about you? Do you have any? I mean, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot for Emily. It's a lot of M. Get an occasional Emmy. M. Hig. That's you. I think it's just my my handle. handle as it is in real life. I didn't understand like when people would come up with their usernames. People always had such cool ones, and I'd be like, I don't know, part of my name. I think it's weird when it's like Jamie's is like proof of life. She's like, it's my favorite hostage negotiation term. I'm like, okay, that's very you. But then, and then you start to just remember their handles. I don't know. It's a little weird. Like, tacos and tequila Tuesday, I'm Marcy. But, I mean, now, yeah, now social media is so much more tied into our identity. But back when it was, like, AIM, I could never come up with a good AIM name. No, you had to just make it up. And the kids that were good at that were just, like, forever cool. You'd just, like, pick a verb and an adjective. And then you were running, slut. (laughs) Slutty. Kick it. Okay. Hi, Eliza. Emily, I need help and I normally don't. When I listen to your podcast, I usually think, why is this person asking this question? The answer is obvious, but I can't wait to hear Eliza's response anyway. (laughs) My pickle has to do with my father, who I love and adore. And the problem is he retired recently and seems a little lost. He volunteers with four different organizations and watches his five grilled grilled children. Five grilled cheeses. Five grandchildren on a regular basis. Since he retired last year, he has started a new hobby slash obsession of playing D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. I know what (laughs) D&D is. I'm cool. But he didn't go out and find a friend group to play with. He roped in my family members and my family is so non-confrontational they felt bad. So they play with him once a month and in between sessions, he is constantly bothering them with updates for the next game. I've managed to avoid this because I am the most confrontational person in my family. I just told him straight up, I don't do D&D. But now he seems mad at me for not going along with it like everyone else. It's possible he was still sore from me shifting in my career from a classroom teacher to a tech coach. I'm rambling now, sorry. Anybody... 
really but, hold that against you. But anyway, my question is, do America's I- America's needs you. Do I speak up and tell him no one wants to play five-hour D&D no. games on a Friday night, maybe you need a job, or do I let it go and let those involved suffer? For context, the people he involves include my mother, my sister, my brother, my nieces and nephews, and my husband. Look, just let it go. He here's what you need to help him find people that want to play. It's going to be so much more fun for him when he has know, people like, that want to play. For sure, but like maybe they do want to play, or maybe they're okay with it. I don't know how old you, your nieces and nephews are, but if like everyone's an adult, like they can stand up for themselves. And your dad's just looking to spend time with his family. Um, my dad loves tennis, and I don't care. And it's very hard for me to. You know, I'm happy for him and the things that he does, but he's very clear on the fact that I, like, don't care and even makes fun of me when I attempt to be like, and tell me how that was. So everybody has their likes and their hobbies, and you're under no obligation, and clearly you don't feel that you are, to participate in those. And if those people don't want to do it, then they won't. But it's not your job to stand up for them. No, but you can help him find. Like, I have a friend who plays Open him up to that world, but has it occurred to you that he just wants to spend time with his family? Maybe, yeah. So- but it's not your job. No. I would just focus on being the best tech coach. Tech, tech coach <laughs> you can be. Bring the orange slices, clean your cleats. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Eliza, you mentioned you saw She's Paris. She's so annoyed that we didn't talk longer about it. She's like, that's it? I wrote in every day for a month. No, I mean, that's the answer. The like, answer is your family. They can stand up for themselves. Your mom's just going to go along with it. And he wants to be with his family and he's a little lonely. Help him find a better D&D Help group. Help him find a bunch of weirdos that play online. in a comic book store in Burbank. No, they can play online. On Victory. I bet there's a subreddit. Check it. Yeah, he sounds like he's totally going to be able to navigate that. I, D&D is complicated. Yeah, there's a website that. called Reddit. It's comments about other people's comments. And I it's would one just bet, giant comment thread. I would bet that there is a website that will help you find people to play with that are looking for more people for their group. And okay. I think that'll be fun for him. Okay, okay. Hi, yeah. guys. Love the maybe, podcast. Maybe. Eliza, you mentioned you saw Paris Hilton in a restaurant, but don't know her. This reminded me of my question to you. I swear there's a clip of you and her in her documentary. Am I making this up? Yeah, you are. <laughs> Unless you're thinking, I didn't see her documentary, so unless you're mistaking me with literally any other blonde woman, (laughs) I don't know her. I would love if you didn't remember and there's just like you in Paris, just like, hey, what's up? You know what's so sad? Now I'm like, is there? Is there? Do we? No, I don't know her. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Just kidding. We're best friends. She's funding this podcast. I would, uh, I would accept that. And appreciate it. Paris, please reach out. I would love to have Paris on. I actually, I think she's cool. Yeah. So it was like super cool to hate her forever. I never did. I never really thought about it. But like people get very upset when women kind of just do whatever the fuck they want. Did you watch that, um, the show where she was like trying to find a friend or an assistant yes, that or whatever? Was, well, that was just a money grab. And those, I mean, she knew it. And those people were like, I'm going to get famous. And she's like, you're going to be on my show and I'm going to sell ads. I really liked that show and I liked her friends. Although one of them went on to be uh, Charlie Sheen's wife. Oh my God, really? Was it Denise Richards? No, Brooke Mueller. I don't care. Oh. Brooke Mueller. What is that? You don't don't remember that name? They had real quick. God, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to sludge back through the 20 seconds. Of reality TV history. Brooke Mueller and Charlie Sheen had twins together and then they were both in rehab. And Denise Richards took care of the twins because she's a literal saint. Doesn't it seem like some women are just like, I'll just have a kid and well, we'll just see what happens. It yeah. seems like a serious choice. And some people are just like, I'll just have a baby with this guy. And what's Yeah. Fun. And yeah, then you know. have, and then it turns into twins and it's like, oh no. It's like, oh, this is going to be a lot. Um, 
Yep. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I'm like having Rock of Love flashbacks. Oh, the fashion was so bad. Children, YouTube it. <laughs> Racially mixed family, wondering your thoughts. Well, obviously, <laughs> I have all the experience. <laughs> so context. My mom has very light olive skin. <laughs> white woman engaged to white man. White woman. He has white children from white a previous children. marriage, Pre- and I have mixed and African American children adopted through the foster care Wait, system. Wait, so two different kinds? Yes. Mixed and African American? So she adopted has, through the. So, so she, she has, has black kids and she has black and white kids. Yes. Okay. So between the two of us, we have lots of kids and they are all boys. So here is. All the colors of sweatsuits. <laughs> so here's the all question. All Kanye's line. I do have different conversations with the boys depending on their race when it comes to interacting with police. Yeah. Not over exaggerated and that I tell them all be respectful and do as you're asked. If there is a fight to be had in the heat of the moment, it's not the time to have it because I want all my boys to come home safe. Okay. When BLM comes up at our house or in conversation with those outside of our home, I get told I am a racist regularly because of one of my black sins stance, black, because of one of my black son's stance. He hates the BLM movement. He thinks it should be BLM too. T-O-O. It is Black Lives Matter, too. That's what it means. The two is implied. He feels like pointing out differences perpetuates the problems. Oh, boy. Now, my other African-American boys feel differently. Oh, boy. The reason we have different opinions is because we talk about all aspects, and I do my best to have these discussions without inserting my own opinion. I support all my boys and their opinions because they are all able to articulate why they feel the way they do. So what are your thoughts? I know you're passionate about the BLM movement and understand the history and ideas behind it, but does allowing my sons to disagree with the movement of his race make me or him a racist? Thanks no. for your thoughts. First of all, we gotta, you're not racist. And and we throw this around as a way to like scare white, specifically white women into never saying anything ever. First of all, we're all entitled to an opinion. And it seems like you are really doing your best to raise these children and you're letting them, just like any children, any child of any color, express themselves and they're teenagers, right? Or they're kids. So they're going to be super opinionated. The kid that doesn't understand Black Lives Matter inherently, implicitly means Black Lives Matter also, too, as well. That's what they're saying. So maybe explain that to him. It does feel like, you know, we all want to put our little twist on ethics and ideas to be like, well, these are my original ideas. Yeah. He's not getting... Black Lives Matter is the black community saying, hey, our lives matter as well. Please stop treating us like animals. That's what that is. So if he wants to add to, maybe he'll listen to a black person when they're like, hey, dude, like it is Black Lives Matter too. Um, I don't, who's calling you racist? He is? Uh, no, other, other people. Fuck other people. You know what? Honestly, you're going to get called racist. You're going to get called a bitch. You're going to get called a Karen. You're going to get called all kinds of things. I get called, no, I don't get called racist, but like you get called things just, remember, you're a woman who's daring to try and remember how upsetting that is to people. Whether you're a female CEO that doesn't do healthcare perfectly or you're uh, an environmentalist who didn't pick up all the trash, it's always gonna be something and we're always very keen to come after women. I think the important, and you know, and I, I'm sure you do plenty of things to expose your uh, mixed and black children to allies in their life who perhaps are of, uh, are, are black as well, like other people that they can find a relationship with, but you're still their mother. And what's important is that you're fostering a conversation and you're allowing them, regardless of color, to have their own ideas and thoughts and opinions. Anybody that calls you racist, first of all, sounds white to mm. me. Mm-hmm. 
and they can fuck right off. Right. And by the way, your kids having being black or being mixed is almost irrelevant because when you're um, a teenager, like you think communism is the way you've got like all this and they, all your ideas and passions change. And it's common to be that passionate about it when you're younger, you just keep letting him talk as long, you know, and by the way, I think what you're getting flack for is that you have this conversation with your black sons about the police. It's just a very real conversation that unfortunately needs to be had just as the conversation with our daughters about, of course, you can wear whatever you want, but know that there are bad people out there who will do X, Y, and Z. Now, was that person going to assault you regardless of what you were wearing? Maybe. But this idea that just because other people don't know how to act means that you should ignore facts, meaning like, It's wrong that a man would sexually assault a woman. It's wrong that if you go to a man's hotel room, he feels that he owns you. Mm. That being said, try not to put yourself in that. Think ahead, knowing that that could happen. Maybe don't put yourself in that situation. You're not wrong, but that's like saying, like, I put my hand right in that rabbit dog's mouth. I can't believe it bit me. It's like, yes, well, sometimes they bite, so just be aware of that. So- Loading up children with facts, like it is racism exists, it's wrong, not all police are bad, some do, some situations gets escalated, knowing that you do your absolute best to make sure that you are on the right side of the law. And girls, you do your best not to put yourself in a precarious situation because you cannot trust other people. And just because you say that doesn't mean that you're racist or bad for calling it what it is. People don't want, they don't like those facts. They don't like that bad people exist, so they attack the messenger. Mm. sounds to me like you're really doing the best that you can and you're doing a good job. I wonder about the, the kid who- dumb opinions. The kid who doesn't like Black Lives Matter because he thinks it should be two, I wonder how he feels about the conversation about how to respond to the police because if he is aware that he has to have a different response to the police, like that's exactly why we need to highlight that First Black all, Lives Matter too. You know what I mean? Like the fact but, that- But, it, but the, the, the two is redundant. It is Black right, Lives Matter. But I'm saying like, if he gets that he needs to be different with the police, then he has to inherently understand that he is at a disadvantage in some ways. I think and he that's does. Why. I, and I think by the way, like I'm not black and I do not have an education in these things, but all children, all people should- I, it is unfortunate that that is the outcome and it is not right. All people should be respectful of police, you know, all regardless of color. You should teach your children to respect authority. I'm not saying that your kids don't get it. Um, you say you always respect, you say, yes, ma'am, no, sir, whatever. Um, and you just know your rights and you be aware of it. I, I don't have a solution to how we combat these things. I can't, I can't help the fact that there are horrible police out there. Of course, there are good police as well. But it's really, I mean, you can get a bad reaction from almost anyone for anything. All he is in charge of are his own actions. And it is unfortunate. And it isn't right that you can be shot just for being black and that you can leave your house. And it's a fear that I'll never understand. I don't claim to understand it. And I don't claim to have the answer. But all you can do is arm your children with the correct response in any situation and the knowledge and a good understanding of the world, which is something black mothers talk about you know, teaching their children, like the world is not kind. And I can only relate to it as a woman, just all the little things your mom says to you growing up and you're like, I'm fine, it's whatever. And then you see how some people don't come home and it doesn't work out. So you can't control the world out there. You can only control your own response. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you're doing your best to educate your children in the most open-minded way 
And anybody who has a problem with that, if if this information you're giving me is correct, let's see them go adopt some kids and try to make the world a better place. So fuck those people. Yep. Who called you racist? Ew. <laughs> and also, I think a lot of people throw that word around without really defining it. And I'm like, ooh, that, you know, that dish kind of has like a Mexican taste. No, that's racist. I'm like, because they use like chilies from Mexico. People love to say racist. Racism is the belief that one race is superior to another. That's what racism is. It's not calling something like Dominican. <laughs> it's not saying, oh, that has like a, that, that's from China. Oh, that's racist. You're like, it's Chinese, it's a Chinese toy. So I think we, uh, I think we start to lose a little bit of the meaning, just like how everyone's a fascist. Like, what is that? Come on now. Everyone's Hitler? Okay. Okay. Most people. Yeah. I don't know why I do it. I love the sound. I do. You don't like the sound of someone else is doing it. I do. I, if you're- I enjoy ASMR videos, not in the, like, the sensation way, but I, I look at the, some of those mukbang videos. Oh, it's so much seafood. It's too much. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, Liza Baby Arm and CEO of Coconut Solutions Snow Beach. I am a 22-year-old recent college graduate, and I live with my boyfriend of a little over a year. We moved in in the midst of lockdown and quarantine, and it's been great. I was able to find a job right after I graduated, and I am currently working from home still. I also am an avid horseback rider, and being around horses is something that is a passion of mine and brings me a lot of peace and helps with anxiety. I've fallen in love with one of my ponies. The barn I ride at had an opening, which I happily took, and now I am working my full-time job during the week and then part-time on the weekends at the barn. I'm a head horse scrubber. <laughs> My boyfriend has been super supportive and encouraging about this new opportunity, which is one of the many reasons I love him. However, I now have very little time with him except evenings or Saturday mornings. And while he says he is okay with it, I've noticed it has affected him a bit, especially during COVID on top of New England winter. This has started to weigh on me, and while I enjoy working at the barn, I also want to find my balance of work versus downtime with him because I truly enjoy being around him, even if it's a day of doing nothing. My question is, do you think I should stick out working seven days a week and try to push through because I love my job at the barn, or should I adjust my hours at the barn so I have one weekend day to help my boyfriend with things for the apartment and simply hang out with him because that is a valued part of our relationship? I don't want to disappoint my barn slash trainer by now backing out of a day of work, but I also worry that this new schedule will strain my mental well-being and my relationship. Any advice you can provide would be greatly appreciated. I'm a big fan of your work and your dog. Thanks for keeping me smiling through quarantine. Can't wait to see a show live someday soon. Thanks. Wait, I was trying to do a horse. <laughs> um, That is horse for, does your boyfriend also work full-time and does he also have as little time? I wonder if you're the one trying to make these allotments does he also work full-time and have stuff he does on the weekends? And you guys only have that sliver. Um, men are not as verbal, so there and there is a chance that he really does want to spend more time with you. Keep in mind, though, you do live together, and I don't think you work on an oil rig, so I do think you come home at night. And do you have dinner together? Do you have evenings together? So I would take a look at that, and I wonder, you know, are you actually spending time together? And is he cool to have that time alone? I know that it would bother me if I were in that brand new relationship and my boyfriend was only available for like four hours every weekend, but you sleep together, you have dinners together. Um, are you actually spending enough time together? I think it really does warrant sitting down because if it truly doesn't bother him, it's also a little weird because you're not spending a ton of time together, but then again, maybe you are. I do think it's interesting, though, that you're questioning this when no one asked you to, which means maybe he's dropping some hints that he's not having the best time, like you said. So also, you know, is this someone you see a future with? Like, you you seem to love being at that barn. Is this a guy you're going to marry? I mean, sounds she lives with this guy and she seems to love him, but can he come to the barn? Can he come to the barn or, you know, can you carve out Friday nights together? Because, again, you do live together, so you probably only need, like, one date night. Yeah. Yeah. What's happening after work Monday through Friday? Yeah. Does he just come home and pass out? You know, maybe you do like Taco Tuesdays or maybe you have like fun little date nights. Maybe there's a way that you can do it all. Yeah. The barn um, sounds fun. Also, maybe give yourself a break. It sounds like you don't have any downtime. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. What's happening maybe after have a work? Come to Jesus with him. I don't have enough. The barn sounds fun. The barn sounds awful. I don't want to do that. No, but it sounds like this person loves it. Maybe get your boyfriend into the barn. Yeah. yeah, what's he doing while you're gone? Is he, like, playing video games? Does he have something to do? He's. It doesn't sound like he's lodged a complaint, so I don't know. You might just be running yourself mentally ragged and everything's cool. 
Yeah. Talk to him. Yeah. Talk to him during sex. Be like, can I go to the barn? Is it cool if I go to the barn? <laughs> okay. Hi, Emily Tianfu. Oh, hi, Liza, Emily Tianfu. Hot Scott and Spooky Husky, even if he's not there. He's in the other room. He's in the kitchen. Always. Uh, first off, love everything about your podcast, book, Netflix special, show, et cetera. Thank you. You didn't mention audio book, but okay. It's a regular book. It's okay. Anyway, a few months ago, my narcissistic ex and I broke up. I'm 24, almost 25. Now I'm back out in the dating world and feel like I am finding flaws in everyone because they aren't him. He was the man I thought I was going to marry, and he said that to me as well. Ew. His I'm fa- the man you're going to that you think you're going to marry. <laughs> I, his family was already literally on the phone with the family wedding planner because his brother was getting married, planning our wedding. How do you start moving on when you feel like you found your person, but now he's gone? I mean, I know he manipulated me and did other horrible things, screamed at me things that crushed me, yeah. never took my feelings into account, or took me out to dinner once we were official, etc. How do you stop his family from reaching out to you without being rude? How do you meet someone new when he's always the person you want? Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. That's brutal because you have this cognitive dissonance where like, you know he's trash, but you still want him so bad. You just need time. You do because he's the most recent relationship and he did a number on you. The family reaching out is so weird. You have to just be okay with not answering emails. I appreciate that not everybody lives in LA and maybe you live in a small town and everybody's got like different internet etiquette. This is all a question of you putting yourself first. And by the way, I cannot say I would be good at this at your age if I had gone through this. Sounds like the dude is really hot and because he's a narcissist, super charismatic, and he's leaving you kind of like doubting yourself. You're probably not even gonna take my advice, but honestly, you need some space and some time. I would fill up your time with things that enrich you, whether it's working out or reading or learning German or volunteering or work. I don't know what else you do. I would write a clear and concise email that's just like, hey, we broke up for certain reasons. Maybe you do love his family, but you know what? That's always the thing girls are like, and I do love the family. There's other great families. Yeah, I've definitely dated guys where I'm like, oh, that's a bummer. I can't just keep the family. You'll meet another guy who's got another great family, okay? And you wouldn't be friends with these people independent of your relationship with him. Put yourself first. Uh, Do not contact him. Because what'll happen is he'll call you and he'll be like, hey, do you want to get together for just a drink? I do miss you. And he'll, you know, make a list of all the shitty things and maybe refer to that often. But put yourself first, ask your friends for support. Eventually, put some space and distance between this. You'll start to get some of your self-worth back. You'll meet someone else who makes you feel good. And what will happen is you'll meet someone else who does all these nice things and you'll be like, wow, I can't believe they're taking me to Chili's too. So sweet. This yeah. one did a number on you. So just give yourself a beat. There's nothing to be done. The hardest thing to do is nothing sometimes. Politely tell his family like, oh, we broke up. I, I have to move on. Yeah, that's it. And don't, and then set up a spam filter so you don't have to see any, you, you, you don't need any more information from them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Sweet people, but the second he gets a new girlfriend, they're going to stop talking to you anyway. So yeah, move on. You're done. And uh, you're young and take a beat and don't pay it forward. Children, remember that. Don't make the next guy pay for the mistakes of that guy. Do not pay it forward. Take a beat. Watch some movies. Touch yourself. Eat a pizza. Hi, Eliza, baby arm and snow peach. Do you choke yourself? Oh, no. 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 
I'm a 28-year-old female who's next in line to take over my father's construction company. Whoa. Long story short, I work Family really hard. Dynasty. And when I'm on a job site, I really don't have time to small talk. The maintenance man of one of the buildings we are renovating, who's probably about a 60-year-old man, oh. likes to get chatty with me sometimes. He loves Dungeons and Dragons with his family. <laughs> and I will eventually say, look, I'm really busy. I need to get back to work. Giving him a daily hug is now a thing, and I don't know where this came from. It's COVID, and I do not I feel comfortable this with this. <laughs> And he asked me the other day while putting his arm on my shoulder, why are you single? And I I simply said, because I want to be, because it's true and ew. I'm in a position where unfortunately we need his help while we're working on this project. But what I thought was something friendly turned into something creepy real fast. Any advice? Thanks, guys. Look, look, look. Here's the truth. You are about to step into a role of power in a very male-dominated industry. You are going to have to start to, you're going to have to start getting good at drawing boundaries and sticking to them. And also, I would suggest reading uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People because it doesn't always work to be like, I am a ball buster. Do not touch me or speak to me. Think about maybe sometimes you catch more flies with honey. Maybe there's a way to keep this guy working, you know, because he might be a weirdo. How do you How do you keep this guy on your side but still make yourself comfortable, you know? What about, do you think she could be like, like, oh, where's my hug? And she can be like, what? I, I'm not feeling well. Why don't you go hug Bill? Yes. You can always deflect, deter. Like there are ways to do it. But the truth is, if you're going to be stepping into this role, it sounds like it might just be this guy. But remember, it's all men. And it's these are all construction guys. And they're all, it's a blue collar thing and chicks or whatever. You're going to have to be okay with A, knowing that some people won't like you. B, treating everyone fairly so that, the smarter ones will be like, you know what? That is just how she is. Um, and see, being okay with the fact that you're the boss, you're not one of the workers, and that's any job. Yeah. Boss is kind of like separate. And a boss isn't going to let somebody touch them. And you know what? Maybe it comes down to just being like, I can't hug you anymore. It's a company. It's company policy. And it's COVID. You people, have, It's, you know, you, you, but what you have to be comfortable is drawing those lines and adhering to them. Yes. And if you're not everyone. comfortable with that, then you'll never get comfortable in this job. You're stepping into this role, dress for the part you want, act for the part you want. You know, I have definitely, there are some friends that I like to see. I like to hug them, but I, you know, not everybody gets to hug me at shows and I don't go in for that hug. People like lean in. I'm just like, I'm good. Hi. I, I don't care. It's not my job to rub my fucking tits on you. I'm here to crush your room. Not to like make sure you like me. I'm nice. I'm respectful. I'm on time. I do my job and we're cool. And if you're cool to me, I will be cool to you. I think men also don't realize that sometimes they're not cool. And they're like, how come she didn't blow me? And I'm like, you weren't cool. You don't make me feel safe or comfortable. And I don't respect your work. Yeah. (laughs) So why am I touching you? Yeah. And I feel that way for women as well. Like I don't, I'm always respectful and nice and you can be that. And if people earn your trust or whatever, but you definitely don't have to hug anyone. All of that being said, take into account, not everyone is creepy. He's a 60-year-old guy. He's just, this is probably the way he's always related to women. He may not be a bad guy. So before we label like, you fucking creep weirdo, try to assess each person. You know, like that might just be where he, how he is with everyone. I'm just putting it out there. It's very, you don't want to be the girl that's like, that guy's a fucking rapist. And it's like, okay, he's just... He makes those jokes with everyone, you know? I can respect him being an equal opportunity creep if he is that way with everyone. Of course, he doesn't want to hug everyone. But uh, what? 
You always stick up. You're always like, oh, that mom is mean. Mom's no best. Oh, that guy is creepy. Well, he's older. So it's, I just that's it's, how he is. No, he needs to adjust to the new working world. He's not going world. to. It's not going to happen. He's 60 and he works in construction and he's a maintenance man. Uh, he doesn't get why to hug doesn't you. He, why can't he change? He's too old. 60 isn't too old. You're you right. can't it's even get old. a vaccine at 60. That's totally fair. I'm just saying like- there have definitely been people in my life where I'm like, oh, what a creep. But then you're like, oh, he is that weird or that jovial or that annoying with everyone. Like there are, you have to kind of adjust for like personality versus is this directed at me? Yes. And in this instance. It is just at her. Yes. Because you're the only girl. So, yeah. but I said, like I said, you got to start to be comfortable if you're going to be the boss with setting up boundaries. Yeah. You know what might be good is if you have a whole meeting. It's tough to be like, hey, guys, uh, new corporate policy, we can't hug anyone. It's like, really? Because you were the only one getting hugged. <laughs> right. All the other guys are like, okay, I guess we won't hug each other. You got to be okay with that discomfort. He goes and be like, I can't do it. I can't do it, Bob. And he'll be like, why not? You'd be like, I can't be touching everyone. They're going to start thinking stuff. It's COVID. It's Get COVID. away from me. Can't hug anyone. If I got you sick, we'd have a real problem. Yeah. And be okay with just letting it, the discomfort of that conversation. Yeah. You have to be okay with it because guess what? Men are. Mm. It's time to load up. Load up. <laughs> Greetings and well wishes. I have a doozy. It's a bit of a novel, but I'm truly at my wit's end. You're I saw ready? that person as like sweeping into a town square. <laughs> Greetings, so I have powdered raccoon <laughs> magic. Last year in February, my best friend, Kay, matched with a cute boy, Jay. I feel like it's going to be easier if we give them names. K is Kristen. I've decided J is John. Okay. Jamie. Jamie. That's a boy name. Jamie. Jamie's obviously a girl name. Fine. K. I got K and J. Okay. K. Kristen and John. Okay. On a dating app, but he stood her up on their first date. Ew. <laughs> on their first date, otherwise known as D. On their FD. On TFD. For whatever OTFD. reason, they continued talking. And <gasps> then quarantine hits. So they didn't get to go on a date. He also does not have a working camera on his phone. So fast oh, forward to today, almost a year later, and outside the old dating app pics, my best friend has still never seen his face. Jay is textbook catfish. Yeah. No social media. Yeah. No friends for her to stalk or talk to. His company that he owns doesn't have a name to look it up since there's so many alleged legal issues going on. Many people in his family, including him, have had or currently have cancer, making him unable oh to leave God. the house to meet her since they're high risk. But he still, quote, travels for business in a private jet. He no! Claims- no! He claims to be wealthy and buys all buys Kay all kinds of expensive gifts that never actually reach her for whatever excuse. Lived it. The list goes on. I even had the guy's number sent to the police to run a background check, and they told me it's a fake Google number that you can sign up for online, choosing the area code that you want. Oh, God. What's wrong with your friend? A year? I have tried- Hasn't seen him? I have tried multiple times to talk some sense into Kay or tell her to give him a deadline to meet her, even socially distanced. I've tried tough love, heart to heart- even getting our other friends to talk to her as a group. Catfish on MTV? <laughs> Neve Shulman. As we're all concerned for safety and oh sanity. My God. But every time she defends him and says she knows in her gut, he is who he says he is and she trusts him. And if he's a catfish, then she only has herself to blame. I'd be an asshole for claiming that this guy is lying. But anytime Kay has tried to put her foot down about this guy putting in some effort to meet her in person or virtually, he becomes emotionally toxic, bringing up his family deaths. No. His mom died the day before Kay's birthday. 
birthday no, weekend. No, she did it. Where he promised her copious gifts no, and lavish stop, birthday stop, dinner stop, plans. So traumatic. <laughs> but, it's not but, traumatic, but it's so gross. Uh, oh my God. Well, can't, his brother committed suicide the last day of Kay's ultimatum for Jay to meet her. Yeah, he's just or the she, unluckiest guy in the world, but also has a private jet. Or he turns on her telling her she's not trusting him and she's not supporting him. I wish I could let her live her life like this, but it's becoming embarrassing to be friends with her at this point. My family, who loves and is concerned for Kay as well, have told me to call her an idiot and walk away until she gains some common sense. This whole thing is disrupting our friendship as I can't talk to her about relationships or dating because she's so committed to this monster. What is wrong with Women. Every excuse to not meet her, but will dish out the dating advice to others of not settling oh or God. not waiting stop, for stop, a man. Stop. stop. I'm almost done. Okay. Do I break off this friendship over this crazy situation that I know will likely leave her devastated? How can I sit by an embarrassment and watch? What if this guy murders her and I don't do anything to stop no. it? Please help. For context, Jay is 27, owns a classic car dealership. Kay is 26. They talk exclusively on Snapchat messages and talk on the phone every night, all night. He claims to work 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. every single day. Yeah, every single day, including weekends. No. It's 2021. Nobody has no internet footprint. That's insane. And your company, you want to class, your company is going to be registered somewhere. He How- needs to send a picture with the newspaper from today's no. date. Uh, well, he's not, he's a person. He's just a bad person. But there's like photos of him on his dating profile, but his camera's broken so they can never FaceTime. I'm sorry. Are you here? His he's a he flies private jets, but his, and his camera, camera is broken and has been for however long it's been. He has all this money, but his camera is broken. Like, is she hearing herself? I can't even because other people have. I oh my god. Um, first of all, he's not going to murder her because he's never going to meet her because he's probably like bedridden. <laughs> And living in like Angola or something. He's never, you don't have to worry about murder. He's never going to murder her because he's never going to meet her. This is just some weirdo who's probably hideous or probably someone she knows, like an ex-boyfriend or something. For her sake, I hope she hasn't sent him any pictures. I hope she hasn't sent him any like sexual pictures or anything like that. Uh, This is tough because your friend's a, a fucking idiot. I get that, like, I dated someone who lied, but in my defense, like, I was at least dating the person, and I was with them all the time, and why would I verify that, like, someone went to a college? Like, who cares? So, if you want to refer her to my story, you can do that, but your friend, I fucking hate this. I feel so bad because it's girls so badly want to. It's all these questions about like, I want to be in a relationship. Here's all these red flags. I don't know what to do. Your friend has a self-worth issue and something has happened to your friend. It might be a tough love thing. Because She's tried tough love. You know what I'm saying? Like breaking off your friendship. Get, oh, get out of there. Yeah. You're like, I love you so much. Here are the reasons this isn't working. It's become difficult to be friends with you. This is no different than being friends with someone who is deeply racist or like a flat earther. Like at your fundamental like core, an addict. something is cracked. Yeah. So you might need to walk away because you can't spend your time ripping your hair out about this. And you want to help. She's not going to get murdered, uh, but she will come to you one day and be like, it turned out he was just an alien. Like an it turns alien. Out like Uranus or something. Um, that's what I would do. It would be very hard to be friends with her because everything would color Every every conversation would be colored by these decisions she's making. 
Like if I had a friend who was just like anti-science, I'd be like, okay, well, I don't even trust you to pick out a frozen yogurt flavor because I don't inherently respect you at your core. So where's the, what's the friendship there? You know, like, or do you really need someone to go watch a movie with? You might have to tough love it just for your own sake. There's nothing redeemable about this friendship. What? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's like, you can't, you can only do so much. <laughs> yeah. That's a, uh, that's like being in a cult. You know, so it's not about an ultimatum. Be like, I am scared for you for the following reasons. Here are the things. Anything you say, I can, like, I, it's just weird that he has an answer for everything. And uh, be like, if he really loves you, like, and be like, notice he, he's mad every time you bring up something, which did happen to me. Um, be like, try, just, don't you think it's odd that he has a jet and can't get a phone with a camera? I would, I would compile a compendium of all of this and be like, here's what's wrong. And be like, I want to be your friend. I want to help you move on from this, but I, I can't be a part of this. It's so insane. Yeah. And I would just be willing to walk away. And she'll yeah. come back yeah. once he's drained her bank account. Uh, it's weird because everybody thinks, I was just joking. Everybody thinks catfishing is like they're trying to get something. It doesn't sound like he wants anything from her or he's leading up to something, but this person's just doing it because they're sick and it's for sport and be like, I can't stand the thought of someone hurting you like that. Yeah. But I can't be a part of this because you won't listen to me. You're putting him over me and you don't even know him. She's putting him and his word over you and you're a real person. Yeah. Your friend's an idiot. Yep. Sorry. Too old for this to be like, oh, you're just a naive girl. You're 27. Yep. Oh God, it makes me nauseous. Those people are such losers. And by the way, the cancer thing, Google it. Google like sociopath lies cancer. It, no, Tianfu. It is a weirdly common thing uh, because I remember after I went through my thing, a girl emailed me. She's like, I think we dated the same guy and we didn't, but she proceeded to tell me a story that was almost verbatim the story I went through. Yeah, uh, just for anyone, just in case this person doesn't know the story you're talking about, you've told it. What show did you tell it on? It's a Comedy Central show, but uh, I wrote an article about wrote it. An article about it, um, just about this guy that I dated who lied about things that you wouldn't think to check on. You know, we're taught in society like, oh, is someone cheating on you? You know, or do they really? I, I guess that's like the main thing. And this guy told me his mom had cancer. Which why would you question that? Like that's right. a horrible. That's a horrible thing to yeah. have. Why would I guess? You know, told me he went to a college that wasn't that impressive. Like my cousin went to this college. So it's not like he's an astronaut and I, you know. Right. And then just throughout our friendship, because we were friends for a year because I just wasn't into him, always like had a nice car, paid for stuff, like definitely came off like a wealthy person. So it wasn't like, and, it, and, and I had money too. So it's not like I wanted things. Yeah. Lied about stuff that you didn't have to lie about. Mm -hmm. And we spent all of our time together. So it's not like I didn't know this person, but I guess I didn't. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, it's, try, tell your friend, like I would, if you want to make this last ditch effort, Google how often people lie about cancer. There's some like, it's a thing that people do. They pick cancer because nobody questions it. Yeah. yeah or a brother's suicide. Yes. The brother, she didn't, he doesn't have a brother. I mean, here's the thing. You can just be like, look, set another ultimatum. See who dies the day you're supposed to meet him. See who dies or watch him get mad at you. Yeah. There's no reason he can't send you a picture right now. Of him holding. I don't even know you, and I can find date. your account and send you a picture of me right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> newspaper with today's date. There you go. Yeah. Or forget newspaper. Or hold up the number four. Yeah. Hold Something up an okay specific. Sign. Put a yeah. shoe on your head. Yeah. Put a ring on it. Put a bird on it. 
All right, anonymous question for Eliza. Oh, your friend's an idiot. <laughs> I s- us all look bad. <laughs> I started being a fan of yours after Confirmed Kills blew up, and I had never watched any of Last Comic Standing. Do you think fans of yours would enjoy going back and watching your work on your season? Now, I, Emily, have thought about this because I'm a completionist and, like, I like to go back and see people's stuff. You are a completionist. So I've thought about watching it and then I was like, like I it's hard complete. to find. <laughs> no. always do you think it would be interesting, like, for fans of yours? Do you think, or, I, I think it would be, but mm-hmm. I don't know where it's accessible and it's so old. It's so old. It's so irrelevant. Um, You can definitely see glimpses of the stand-up that I'm going to do in the energy and stuff like that. I definitely don't wear V-necks anymore, but um, I don't know. I guess it would be interesting for some people just in the way that watching earlier films of actors are interesting. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would be interesting for people. I guess if you like I'll have to do it and report back. (laughs) Yeah, I can tell you that on the show, like when we lived in a house together, I was a student of reality TV, so I definitely made sure that I didn't do anything dumb um, dumb or divisive or like I just, you know, you don't talk shit, you just kind of do your thing. And I just, because I was a girl, they kept being like, oh, let's just challenge her. And it's like, no, big mistake. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't like hot TV. Like nothing, you know, there was no like hooking up and yeah. there was no craziness. Like we were all there for a competition. So I don't know. It's a pretty, pretty tame show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you'll like it. Okay. I never think about it. Hey, Eliza, Emily, and team. This is tricky. I've been married to my husband for three years, but I am still hung up on the guy I dated before him, especially around that time of the month. Does that happen to anyone else? For context, I'm a woman in my late 20s, and my husband and I met junior year in college. The guy I dated before was my best friend through middle and high school. He'd liked me for a while, but we didn't start dating until sophomore year of college and only for three months. We talked about it a bit since then. The breakup was just due to being 19, stupid, and being long distance. He said he wishes he could go back and not break up, and I definitely felt it wasn't over at the time. However... Now I've moved states to be with my husband and thought I was over this guy. The what if and hypothetical closure questions can be all consuming. Mm. I've already tried unfriending slash deleting phone numbers and have talked with a therapist about it. I feel totally guilty, like I'm emotionally cheating on my husband, but some days I just can't get this other guy out of my head. It just feels like we left things incomplete and there are things unsaid. We never said I love you in a romantic way, just unceremoniously platonically over the years, but he did share that he's always had love for me over a text about two years ago. My husband is wonderful and is aware of some of this. We've been in a slump currently, but even when times are awesome, the other guy still pops into my head. Oh, that's tough. The other guy, you only remember the good things because you were together in high school and the first couple years of college. Like it, it, you're only thinking about positives. You're only thinking about positives there is a chance that that person is the love of your life and it's not your husband. That being said, your husband's the one that says, I love you and that showed up for you and that you've made a life with. I think it's normal to think about other people. I think it's normal to fantasize about like what could be Hmm. um, in any situation, whether it's a job or a friendship or a vacation or a relationship. I also think... The fact that he said, I love you two years ago. I wonder, is this guy thinking about you as much? Now, he may not be as verbal about it because men are not as verbal. Um, You want to make sure that you're not 
like running these gears in your head, like going over these situations and thinking about him when he's off just like living his life. And it might give you some closure to know that he's just doing his own thing and you're kind of acting like, you know, a crazy person. But have you talked to this guy? I also wonder if he, I bet you if he was in a relationship, he would not be sharing this stuff with you. It sounds like he's single. And if he really cared about you, he would let it alone. Um, I hate to say this, but only time will tell. You know, if you're married a little bit longer and you're still thinking about this guy, it might warrant like a FaceTime or a conversation. You know, you also might see this person again and be like, oh, wow, there's nothing there. Um, But you are married. Don't talk to this guy anymore. No, don't talk to him, but you might want to know. By the way, if he's not reaching out to you, then that's a great gift. That that means either he loves you enough to let you go or he doesn't love you as much. Yep. Um, and think about your husband's feelings and think about how you would feel. It's okay. These are like normal things to like think about, but just make sure that you treat your husband with respect in this. Ow. Crack, crack. Um, that's rough though. It's also tough because the last time you had feelings for this guy, you were like super hormonal and like a teenager. Mm. Like, oh my God, feelings run so deep when you're and like And they were 18. best friends oh, and it was God. like her first love. I think you're missing that. Yeah, that friendship. I would give it just a little bit of time because it's so raw. But then as you move away from it, like, God, I remember when my high school boyfriend, who I loved so much, we broke up. I couldn't listen to Buddy Holly by Weezer for like five years. And then one day it came on and I was like, oh, I like this song. Like, it didn't even hurt. So I would put as much distance between you as possible. And, you know, in a little bit, if it still burns, maybe maybe it, your husband's just not the guy for you. But he's the one that's there and he's the one that loves you. And if you love him, it's possible to love more than one person. You got to dance with the one that brought you, though. Mm. If you left, I would still think about you. If I had another assistant. I did when I had another assistant. I thought about you. We texted. Well, that was we had to because she didn't know anything. <laughs> yeah, I needed all my passwords. <laughs> Help. You're going to be locked out of everything. I am. I am. Okay. Uh, top of the gum. It's <gasps> the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Well, folks, my top of the cob, I think we all know what this is going to be, is I had a polyp removal surgery. And I felt, what's scary is that I felt fine going into it. I had no pain, spotting, nothing. I felt fine. Mm -hmm. And only because I sought outside uh, medical attention, aside from a regular OBGYN, I went to see a specialist. She found these polyps. Um, So we'll get into the bottom of the cob about it. But I woke up from the surgery on my birthday feeling great because of the drugs which were great. I'm not even going to lie. I felt great all day. Was a lot higher than I realized. Sent a lot of texts that I don't remember. Woke up the next day like, some people didn't text me on my birthday, but they did and I talked to them and I don't remember it. Um, but I really, my top of the cob is, I think it must be a spiritual thing because I felt fine before how healthy I feel. And I think because I was so nervous about this very routine surgery, I woke up feeling just so grateful. The roses were a little bit redder. Flowers smelled a little bit better. And I've just been feeling very healthy and happy. And I feel, I mean, something was literally cut out of me and it feels on a cosmic level, just better. So I've been feeling really happy and people keep checking on me and I'm like, I feel great. I worked out the next morning. I feel great. I feel great. It was a great birthday gift to myself. What's your topic? Also being high was really fun. 
My top of the cop is that because that man came to check my apartment for pests, I had to clean my apartment because I didn't want to be a Gross. monster. Yeah. 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 Uh, and now my apartment's clean, so that's nice. I'd be interested to know what clean is to you. I took out five bags of trash. Oh, my God, Emily. I clean out my fridge. Ew. <laughs> That's disgusting. You're like smiling and so proud of yourself. And I'm, I'm so proud. I'm pushing it's... you back in your cage and I'm saying that. <laughs> okay, fine. Think about how good that felt and do it all the time. I'm constantly throwing stuff out. You love throwing things out. Why wouldn't you want to purge? Why do you need things? I need my things in case for later. Oh my God. My bottom of the cob in case for later, in case what, an apocalypse? What's the later? Yeah. That's, you have a problem. In case for later is a Do you want to hear thing. the weirdest thing that I was hoarding? Is that the five bags of garbage in your trash can? In your refrigerator? Same thing? A, probably 30 toilet paper rolls, the cardboard rolls, because I heard the bunnies could play in them. But like- You don't have a bunny. But what if I knew someone was Are a you bunny? serious? Are you serious with this like, right now? I had them. I threw them out. You have like all my bank accounts and my social- You have every like medical records. And Whose like, fault is you're that? You're saving up paper towel rolls for a bunny. Toilet paper rolls for a bunny that you don't have. I had a friend who was maybe going to get a bunny. She no, didn't. You didn't. Know. Yeah, she got a cat. She instead. has a jet and she junk and she can't <laughs> get her phone fixed, but she definitely has a bunny. Uh, my bottom of the cob is um, I don't know why I'm acting surprised. I know this about you. <laughs> my bottom of the cob is, and I've said this. I said this uh, inappropriately on Don't Panic Pantry, and this will go in my book. But how I had. It wasn't just one polyp. It turns out I had several polyps hmm. that the doctor said caused my miscarriage, which is fine. Everyone's like, oh my God. I'm like, I don't, that doesn't really bother me. What bothers me is that three out of 10 women have polyps and it's not a part of a regular OBGYN exam. And I know a lot of you are listening to this and you're like, I'm in my 20s. Who fucking cares? I have a gold vagina and I drink whatever I want. And I get it. I wouldn't want to hear this. Just like I don't want to hear about menopause because I'm not going through that. But you will get to this place the fact that I had to probably out of pocket go see a specialist just on the off chance that something was wrong and it turned out there was and it's the same instrument that checks inside your vagina and a regular OBGYN doesn't check for this is mind-boggling and really speaks to what an absolute fucking joke women's healthcare is. So you have to learn to be your own advocate and it really is trial by error what you need and what you don't need. And uh, it should be a part of your women's wellness exam. I understand that we can't pay for all women and their fertility treatment, but we have to stop thinking of fertility as IVF and embryos. It really has to do with the safety in and around your vagina and things like that. And this definitely should have been, my regular doctor was like, you're fine. You don't need to see it. You know, everything's fine. And I went and saw a specialist and it wasn't fine. So there's that. Mm-hmm. It's not The doctor's not a bad doctor. It's just what a what a, I'm I'm grateful for learning that lesson early on. Could have probably saved myself a couple months, but like that's really scary. Yeah, that they would have just had I not seen that specialist, I'd just be seeing doctors and acupuncturists, and they'd be like, "Yeah, you just need to relax." Speaking of the whole like, oh, women are just hysterical. No, there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. My whole life, I've never gone to the hospital. I've never had surgery. Nothing's ever been wrong. So just heed my warning. Get it, Chad. My bottom of the cup, I don't know if you're going to be mad at me for because it is gross. Is it four bags of garbage in your mini fridge? No. Okay. So this morning, (laughs) so I was in the bathroom at the mirror, getting ready for my day, brushing my teeth, et cetera. And I had a runny nose and I like wiped it with a 
with a toilet paper. <laughs> okay. But then you saved the roll for the, for the bunny. <laughs> no, I actually threw that. I did finish a roll today. I threw it out. Great. Um, I put it in recycling. So I wiped it. And then <laughs> what? such a big booger came out of my nose that I called my dad and I said, I'm scared. Was it colorful? I took a Q-tip and I just (gasps) rolled. Did you take a picture? No. It was so horrible. (laughs) It was so horrible. (laughs) I truly called my dad and I was like, Dad, I'm so sorry. I have to tell you something gross. And he's like, oh, God. Oh, God, it's going to be about your post. I was just like, I'm worried. It was the biggest. Was it clear or was it green? I, that's what he said. I said, it's clear. Yeah. And he goes, okay, so you don't have an infection. Yeah, you're fine if but it's clear. But it truly was like, a, it was like this long. Quit sleeping in your cat's mouth. It was that's so horrible. You got to take a picture next time though. I have never had anything like this happen to me in my life. And I was so scared. You're like, normally I keep everything in my body. It just, for later. It just kept, because I was like at the thing and it just kept, okay, we and get it was it. like an alien movie. That's and I awful. was like, oh my God. And he's like, well, at least now it's out of you. True. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know it was in there. It's probably breeding it in the trash. It felt like it came from my brain. It's a thought. It's all your thoughts of leaving me. <laughs> and you pulled them right out. Uh, it is really dry here in Southern California and I wake up like super cruddy. So I get it. It was just such a shock. <laughs> I'm really glad that you made it to work though. I was, it's the kind of thing where you would expect, like, I was like, how did I not know this was happening? Are you going to sell your hair? You have so much hair. Sell it to who? I need to get a cut. You sell it to, to, to a person that buys it. Or like locks of love or something. Oh. Because you don't color your hair. No. And it's very thick and very long. Or give it to me and I will sew and dye it into a short a blonde. blonde wiglet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's it. That's our show. Get us those red hot updates. We deserve, we're giving you gems of advice. I deserve to see how my gems are set in the in the jewelry of your life. Give us some updates. And then write update in big words at the top so that we don't scroll past it. Do it. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.